You're listening to Football Day with Mike and Jake on Dynasty Sports Empire. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Football Day with Mike and Jake. I'm Mike. And I'm Jake. And just like last week, once again, we got Calvin back for another guest appearance. Calvin, what's going on, man? Not too much, guys. How we doing? Not bad, not bad. I know my hockey went six days straight, and they finally decided to lose, which was depressing, but made plenty of money along the way. And tonight, I was just talking to Jake, and it was super early, but... I think we were in like sixth place in like the big like five thousand person tournament. So yeah, we're, we're killing it early. It's starting off nice. strong. You even got a defensive man, a low on defensive man. Morgan Riley just got me a goal, so I'm 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 ready for a good night tonight. Sixth That's for place sure. out of five thousand. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly how many. It's a big uh big three to, or the big five dollar in FanDuel. You got to be looking at that payout. What's that? What, what kind of payout? I think it's like fifty thousand. Yeah, it's it's a good payout. Something <laughs> like that. Don't get it, man. Speaking of that, that's that's what you probably would have won if you had Gronk as your captain on the Super Bowl weekend, huh? I thought about it. I had him in my 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 showdown lineup, but didn't have the the, the balls to put him in my captain. Yeah, I was a hundred percent Gronk in both DraftKings and FanDuel. I just couldn't. I I thought Mahomes was gonna do something, but apparently not. And we'll get we'll we'll get plenty into that. I know during this, but. Man, I, I'm still jacked. I had uh, came across this deal over at Best Bargains, a grocery store in our town, and they had a Valentine's Day special. It was two two eight ounce steaks and two three ounce lobster tails for sixteen bucks. I was all over that, and I ate good yesterday for the Super Bowl. And he's about to eat good tonight, have, having those lobster tails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that was such a freaking sweet deal. Can't beat it. Can't beat it at all. Uh, but before we start going. Uh, please, you guys, give us a follow on our Twitter at Football Day Pod, as well as go over to DynastySportsEmpire.com. Check out all the articles, and we have fantasy baseball rolling right now for Dynasty. Jump in, jump in one of the uh, one of those leagues. I'll be getting in there probably in the next like three or four weeks or so. I'm still waiting on uh, these these fantasy podcasts that I listen to to start spitting out more baseball information to get me back on the bike and rolling, but. I just got my article posted today on our basketball, so feel free to read that. And I know Chris Alea, Mark DeSico, they're all spitting out uh, fantasy baseball articles right now to get you ready. And there's plenty more just to read up on on blogs and whatnot. But Dynasty Sports Empire is definitely the way to go just to get yourself prepared for the fantasy season. But on the show today, we're going to be giving our reactions of uh, the Super Bowl yesterday and talking a little bit about the Carson Wentz news that came out. And after that, we have a, a couple of social media questions that we were asked this week over on our Twitter that we'll answer and talk a little bit about uh, the importance of an offensive line. So what do you guys think? You ready to get started or what? Uh, might, might as well go or jump right into the Super Bowl. I mean, so. did you even do anything, you guys, this weekend or just watch, just watch football? I... I uh I watched the UFC fights on Saturday. Oh, dude, those were good. Those were, those were a lot good. better than the McGregor card. Yeah, I, I heard they were. There was a lot of underdogs that uh kind of kind of stepping it up. Yeah, dude, this one. Did you see that guy's eye? Yes, that w- that was nasty. Cal, did you see his eye? No, which guy? Uh, I can't remember the name, but he basically got cracked in the eye. Where his eye was just like ex- like exploded open with like a giant like uh hematopin. And the doctors had to call the fight because if he would have got hit in the eye like one more time, it would have fallen out. 
Oh it was. God. I'll send you a picture here real after the show. But that was it was nasty. And then you had uh, Sanhagen. He came in with a flying knee, like nine seconds in the fight with an instant KO. That was, was also an underdog pulling that. No, off. San Sanhagen wasn't an underdog. He was a no. he was a he was a favorite. Yeah, but there was I think a decent handful of uh, upsets. I know that. I know I did pretty well. It was Justin James that yeah. got his eye all messed up by Devontae Smith. Not not to uh, confuse him with uh, Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner. That we'll also talk <laughs> about. Talk about a little bit later, yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, just sent you the picture, Cal, so you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah, it was it was gnarly. It was yeah, absolutely gnarly. Look, but I know, and we, speaking, talking of MMA, we still, we, like, we post lineups on, on UFC, but we were just talking about the card on my birthday weekend on March 6th. It's got three title fights. It's got Amanda Nunez. It's got Izzy. It's got freaking uh Peter Yan. Peter Yan. Oh god! It's gonna be a, gonna it's be a stacked. Hell of a it's car. stacked. Oh. You, you like that eyeball? <laughs> oh my goodness, bro! That was. Yeah, and then, and then when the doctors called it off, like he was like jumping up and down, stomping around because he wanted to keep fighting. Like, dude didn't even care if he lost his eye. Yeah, guys, if you want to see something gnarly, I would I would check that out. That is. <laughs> Not That's for the weak-minded, so if you're, if you're going to vomit, uh, well, I mean, go ahead and look, but just don't don't be anywhere where you're not ready to vomit. That was almost as bad as, like, two months ago, some dude got his ear ripped off. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like uh, it's under his eye, too, like, under, yeah. like, ugh. Yeah, it's like, so, yeah, it was, it was terrible. But anyway, we're also getting into the Super Bowl. I mean, Jake, how about you, so one of you guys start yeah, this off, because I'm, I'm still in Jake. shock. I'm still in shock of what happened. Guys? I'm not. I'm right where I thought we'd be. And I mean, if you guys, if you guys listen to the show when we had our Super Bowl predictions, we were Jake and I were way off. I, I believe I said last uh, last episode that Mahomes is not going to have a lot of time. True, because the the left tackle was out. Eric Fisher. But I did not see it going this way. I thought it was going to be more of a more of a game at least, and Mahomes. I mean, he he ran almost 500 yards just trying to evade sacks. That's a legitimate stat. Next Gen Stats came out and said he ran 497 yards from when he snapped the ball <laughs> to when he threw it. Yeah, 497 he, yards. I saw I saw a few memes uh, today. Oh my! What was your my, favorite my meme? My favorite was the one of Jack Sparrow. Damn, running, that was mine. Running along the beach, and it was Patrick Mahomes after he snaps the ball. <laughs> this is him running away from all those guys. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> Oh that, is, that is super accurate. I, Dude, I it, loved it. It was just a train wreck. And, like, it just comes out, like, everyone's like, all right, now Tom Brady's a GOAT. Like, obviously, the, he's no one's ever going to put, like, no one's going to win seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. Like, that's not going to be touched ever again. And that's crazy. And what's cra- even crazier is that, he's been, you know, he's been in 10. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm 36. He's almost been in a Super Bowl for the, like, Every other year for my entire time of watching football. The craziest, the craziest part is he's not like, he's not one of those flashy like playmakers like Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. Like he doesn't go out there and just kill you for five hundred yards no, and run for hundred your feet. He's he, your typical quarterback. He's a pocket passer and that's all he is. Right. He doesn't have. He can't kill you with his feet. Like he's like he is the greatest game manager I've in the history of the and NFL. The craziest part is he was not touted high he was i believe he was like a seventh round pick or something like that he right was, he's nothing like he's not yeah. nothing special but he's a winner yeah. at the end of the day he's a winner winners win and so 
do you guys put Tom Brady? I mean, like you know, we 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 agree he's the goat. He's you know he's one of the best. Right. Uh, I had a conversation with a friend, uh, Mike Durfee, last night, and we we came to a to agree to disagree on this. But like I I, I do put Tom Brady at the top of my lists, but like how Jake and you were talking that I feel like he is the best ever game manager the game has ever seen. Correct. Yes. Correct. Now, 100%. if I he had is, to pick a quarterback, marketing. you know, like I, I don't know that I put him, like Mike said, he is the best ever in the NFL history. Number one, undisputed. I disagree. I would agree with you. He's you no, he's, he's the he best is, game manager, yes. not the best quarterback. He's not the most talented quarterback. Okay. Okay, so then we're yeah, we're all agreeing. No, he's there. a he's a he's the greatest game manager yes. that we've ever seen in the NFL because yeah, he's like if you throw the statistics, if he throws if you throw all the statistics out the window and then just focus on just winning games because I mean in general that's what you come in the NFL to do is to win win ball games yeah. and you win the Super Bowl that's everyone's number one goal. He is the best quarterback yeah, in the NFL. He's now the if best you put, doing that. right if you put statistics in, obviously there's gonna be a bunch of comparisons. Like I mean. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is like the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Yep. He just goes yep. and he he'll pad all the stats. He'll he'll get you all the fantasy points. He's you really MVP. really really good in the in the in the, the the regular season. But once it comes playoff time, then it's a step down and it's just a new like a whole another player. Just like Russell Westbrook's like James Harden, those flashy players in the NFL, and just kind of shuts off. But I agree with you guys too. Like I don't I don't think I I I don't think that. Tom Brady's the greatest not, quarterback ever. No, he's he's he will forever be the most accomplished quarterback. But he's ever. I respect the hell yeah. of what he does because yeah. he's and a winner. I'm not, like yeah, and I don't I don't even I'm not even trying to knock him off that pedestal. No, I'm not no, trying no. to say he's a bad quarterback or he didn't he didn't do much here to get there. Like the guy knows how to win games. That's right. what like you said. That's what you come there to do. And and Tom Brady being being so good, the best at that craft of game management and and uh, uh, I would argue leadership, like. Right. That guy, when you get when you got Tom Brady in that huddle, and then you know the team responds to that. Right, that's important. That's that's more important. He that locker room is behind Tom Brady one hundred percent. That goes just, from your in your trenches, everything. And just imagine all the off season, like the off field work he does. Just like a simple, just a simple uh, thing of retry, he tried to recruit AB in in New England, didn't happen really. Recruited him and Gronk to Tampa Bay, which happened, which ended up to be a pretty a uh, pretty decent deal. Since I think they both yep. went off, especially and, Gronk in the Super Bowl. But I mean, AB had, had like Gronk five straight touchdowns, and then obviously got one yesterday. But like Tom Brady does so much on and off the field. And I was actually listening to a podcast today, and they were saying if Tom Brady was on the other side of the field, they still would have lost because I mean the, the Buccaneers are just beating the piss out of them in every single angle. Yep. But Tom Brady would have kept them in the ball game. And I See, believe that. No, this, this falls I, I down don't. to coaching, like exactly. And then that's when you can go down a different road too, and you can talk about the issues that happened with Andy Reid's son and all the family stuff and that put a burden on him. Where, who knows? I really want to know how much uh, Patrick Mahomes' toe affected him. You know, I mean, he, he ran I, enough on it. Yeah, but I he didn't. Like, he he was missing easy throws. He was also making really hard throws that yeah. they just dropped. You know, and there's a couple plays that, like, really, really change it. Like, you know, uh, early in the game, Tyreek Hill drops that ball yep. uh, right in the end zone. Now, I'm not saying that was an easy catch. No. But if it's Super Bowl time, 
Uh, you got you got that's where that's where winners win, right? You you win or lose off that. And yeah. I'm not. I predict. I I did call Tampa to win this game. However, I will concede that I, I even I would not have guessed that the game would have went the way it did. And you know, KC being held to nine points seems super unrealistic. Or KC just I not mean, getting put in the end zone. I mean, you tell me that the Chiefs held. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, to 35 to yards, a combined 40 yards on three receptions. And how do you think that game goes? You don't no. think that Tampa no. Bay scores 31 points? No. That's and you don't. Insane. I mean, you know, the story's told in the trenches in the game, and that's that's the ability to get after the quarterback relentlessly too. Because, like you guys said, Mahomes ran his ass off, and. Yep. Uh, for for pretty much nothing. I mean, I'm not saying nothing, but uh, point wise, it didn't generate anything. And one thing I noticed is that when they went after him, I mean, they were they were coming. Like when he spun out of the pocket and stuff, dude, they were just right there in your face. I ain't going nowhere. You it's like once right here. once he spun, it felt like another defender just like teleported right yeah. into the area. They knew where it. they knew where he's going. They're like, oh, you're going, right. you're going left. <laughs> like whenever Mahomes would make a move left, right, or spin, just another defender would appear in the backfield. Like it was just it was. It was so terrible to watch because like, I was I was ready for a shootout like baby goat against the real goat like who's yeah. how many yard I've missed so many prop bets because I was hitting the over on so many offensive categories and I just got smashed. Yeah, if you invested in the Chiefs and prop bets, you probably had a pretty salty weekend. Or even Mike Evans or Chris Godwin and just the over unders yeah. on receptions yards. I, like I stayed with the I stayed with the underdogs on on Tampa's side of the field. I did think Kelsey was gonna he had a game. He just didn't get in the end zone like I expected him to. He had a lot of garbage yards though too. Yeah, yeah, just over the and, middle of the field because that's right. where they, when they did try to go deep with Tyreek dude, that's when Matt, Pat Mahomes was getting crushed. Yeah, yep. and speaking of Kelsey, Kelsey missed two really big third downs. Just dropped them that would have kept the drive going, and Kelsey really burned them in that first half. I think he was pretty responsible for the momentum swing. And I'm not even going to talk about the penalties on this podcast because there's no point to it. It wasn't a close game. I I think there is a point to it. I mean, you know it's a horribly officiated game when a veteran official in Terry McCauley goes to Twitter and tells you neither of those defensive holds that were uh, called on KC were even close to the standard that was called during the season. Right. I mean, why is it that the last two games it seems that all the calls are going towards Tampa? Tampa. I mean, it happened in Green Bay. Yeah. Right. I and just hate being that guy to blame right. the refs. But I mean, this is a ref. It didn't help. Like, this is a ref that's te- that's tweeting this. That's, I mean, it, that's insane. Yeah. These yeah. these refs did not help the game at all definitely but i mean like like i was just saying if, if kelsey makes those third down catches or, or tyree kill makes that catch i mean yeah at the end of the day that that's what matters i mean you know we, we talk about the rest but you, you gotta have your players gotta make plays on those key downs they gotta catch that touchdown when the ball's in right. his hand and, even if it's tough and let, and I, I hear you jake like it, let, it is let's, frustrating let's, let's also say oh, yeah, um, don't look at my facebook my twitter because i was going nuts on the rest i'm just gonna try yeah. not to do it on here <laughs> i mean they also had boneheaded penalties like uh when they lined up offsides on that field goal and yeah. gave them a first down. You what about that timeout before yeah, the right? I'm third. I'm third and one. Yeah, you can't. You noticing a trend there though. That, that time. Yeah. 
when there's like less than 50 seconds to go in a half, and then all of a sudden something miraculously happens that puts yeah, Tampa was, in a great position. All right, now you're like, you're gonna like get me. In, now you're gonna get me into like a 45 minute a conspiracy no, 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 theory not, podcast. Let me switch gears. Let me switch gears. I got one thing I want to say because it's it's in defense of Mahomes and stuff. Um, one thing I'll say, like I'm not saying I questioned this before this, but it definitely uh, reaffirmed my resolve for him or my respect for him is that he is one tough son of a bitch. Yep. You know, all the way to the end when that game was well out of place, he took shots just yep, to yep. try to make a play. Like I will give him that he had no quit. He didn't stop from the last play or from the first play to the last play. Right. Uh, Mahomes took yep. shot after shot, and like yeah. when I, I think he fumbled the ball and recovered it. Yep. He, he could have slid down and just took that because he knew it wasn't going anywhere. But he, he tried to do something with it, even though he knew he was going to get smacked. Not only that, but he knew like he knew the game was over yeah. well before the fourth quarter. But he kept his head up. He kept talking to his players He's and his teammates. He's a class act. He was the first one on the field to, to, to talk to Tom Brady and congratulate him. He had a great press conference afterwards. Like he's going to be back in the Super Bowl again. But well, I got one more comment on the refs. So <laughs> can't let it go, can you? No, I, I, I just I just find this real real interesting. So you're calling tic tac uh, fouls on wide receivers, right? Well, I just I specifically remember Patrick Mahomes getting sacked and one guy coming in late and basically punching Mahomes in the face and right in front of the ref and the ref doesn't call anything. No, he had to get he had to get sandwiched and then pushed down where his back almost went the other way to get a rough in the rough yeah. in the passer. Aren't aren't the refs supposed to protect the quarterback? Especially Pat Mahomes? Yeah. I mean, well, you're one of your best-selling yeah. pieces. In the yeah, but it's the last game of the season. He's got all off-season yeah. to heal. But I mean, yeah, we get in that for days. I mean, it yeah, happened I, in Green I, Bay. I just found that real yeah. interesting. One thing I, I'll also add into the mix is that, and I find it admirable at least. I mean, I'm not happy at all at how things went for the Packers. But you look at the games that Tampa went through. And they go through New Orleans, then they came to Green Bay, and they did it all on the road and got to be, you know, make history at home in the Super yeah. Bowl. But what stood out to me was something that I don't think I've heard anybody really talk about is the fact that the Packers came the closest with the refs against them, with all the conditions. And we, you know, we throw Rodgers under the bus and then we didn't execute and got out coached and outclassed. But when you look at the final scores, I mean, look what they did to KC. Like Tampa, Tampa was, they got hot. They stayed to their script. They played chess when other teams wouldn't make, you know, changes they they were constantly adapting during the game to what worked right and i just i I will give the packers some props that they came within five points no other team did that like i mean speak to me we gave them the best run and we should have won so let's not talk about it anymore speaking of being out coached though i mean todd bowl's game plan what what does tampa do the best out of every out of any team they blitz blitz what did he decide they weren't gonna do this game they weren't going to send all-out blitzes like they always do. They're going to send two deep safeties and let their defensive line go after Mahomes. And they got and home. Wow, did it work. Do you know that, that Todd Bowles has never given up a touchdown to the Chiefs? That's insane. That can't be a true stat. Or no, no, it was, it was the last two, his last two starts against uh, the Chiefs. That's insane. He's never given up a touchdown. Do you know who Wait, Brady when he was a Jet, they didn't, oh, they didn't I, I score. Oh, I was going to say, that doesn't make any sense. No, when he was a Jet, they didn't score. I was going to say, the, the 
The Chiefs destroyed them this year. Yeah. <laughs> Brady's Brady stat line: ten Super Bowl appearances, seven Super Bowl rings. Do you guys know who two of his losses belong to? Ironically, like I mean, Eli, Eli Manning. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was hoping like, that how the uh, hell did that happen? Would uh, they'd sign Eli Manning to a one-day contract? <laughs> Dude, they should have. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> they should have. Come on, Bears, sign Eli. Except yeah. that means the Bears are going to the Super Bowl. He's Man. their kryptonite. That ain't happening. I know. Well, one person I do actually want to call out is I mean, I'm we'll talk about a little bit more of like the, the, the offensive line here in a little bit, but Leonard Fournette, man, he's this I think he worked his yeah. way his last like six or seven weeks of the season, including playoffs. I think okay. he's worked his way to be the number the number two paid running back in the free agency this year after Aaron Jones. Yep. He definitely yep. deserved it. He played for it. He showed he could catch on the backfield. And he was huge yep. in the playoffs. He was very big in the playoffs. Yeah. This guy left Jacksonville and went and got a ring with Brady, baby. Like, yeah, and, awesome. and if you think about the season, I mean, Ronald Jones basically outplayed him all year somehow, but he kept playing. Like, I mean, he took he took uh, care of some uh, situations where Ronald Jones was hurt and just ran with it. But for a while, I was like, dude, Leonard Fournette looks washed. Like, he's not even that good. And then he's like, flip of the light. Yeah, he's and then, on. And then yeah. in the Super Bowl, he's running everybody over. You know, oh, the playoffs the in general. Yeah. Is – Think about it. Like, if, if what did what did what did Fournette do in Jacksonville? He was the workhorse. Yep. Yep. In Tampa, Tampa didn't need him to, to. You don't need to run him into the ground. You just you know like, and I think that makes a big difference throughout the duration of the entire season. Right. So when, and uh, my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then looking at. Uh, I had Fournette on a on a prop bet. It's too bad that Kelsey couldn't cash in on a – Mahomes tried him in the last play of the game when he got picked off because I just needed a Kelsey touchdown to, like, basically hit the trifecta in the prop bets. Yeah. Kelsey comes down with a touchdown there in a garbage time for me because I had Leonard Fournette, and, you know, he smashed for a touchdown, which I was, I was super excited about. So I, I didn't do bad. I went two for three in my prop bets this week. It was just, I was just frustrated in this red zone offense. I would think if, if – at that point, I, was, I gave up. Like, all right, they're getting killed. But they get in the red zone, they're getting one in. Like, they got to get one in. That's what I thought, too. Couldn't believe they couldn't do it. Couldn't and believe they couldn't do it. See, something that I'll – I know I keep coming back to, like, coaching and talking about that kind of stuff. But look at the usage of Leonard Fournette and, like, how Tampa – they didn't turn that down when it – at Super Bowl, hey, Leonard Fournette, you're, you're playing really good. We're going to give you the ball. We're going to give you opportunities to make plays. And then he, he cashed in. Yeah. That's Where what we're going to talk like, I go back to Green Bay and I'm like, dude, A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Why the fuck? What, what the fuck, guys? Why, why, why are you not giving that guy the ball? Like, he earned them opportunities there in big, big moments. And you guys took that away. Like, right. Put him on Tampa and guess what? Betcha they fucking utilize him. And it's like, it's one thing. Like, when you see that, like, it's clear as day that, that you're, that's the hot hand. And that guy just, he's going to break the first tackle that he, that he sees. Like, he, yeah. he's going to break the first tackle. That's why I was get confused. Your, get why. your hands out of here, bro. You're going to need right. your body. You need there's, your whole body. There's no reason for uh, Ronald Jones to be in the game on the one yard line earlier in the game when they went, uh, when they didn't yeah. get on the fourth down. They, they got what they when they did that. Like, yeah, that was, that was awful. They got that stuffed. Was, they got but, fucking stuffed. Yeah. Which, I mean, listen, Leah, so the next part of this segment I've, um, with the, about the Super Bowl is the big reason why, I mean, the Chiefs got absolutely obliterated. The big reason is obviously Eric Fisher being out for the season with, tor- with the torn ACL. And that says a lot about how important an offensive line is in the NFL. You can have you have the best offense in the league with one of the best quarterbacks in Mahomes. You could have 
Edwards Hilaire, you have the best tight end, you have Tyreek Hill, the speed all over the place, it's the showtime on turf type offense. But if you don't have a good line, you see exactly what happens if you don't have a good offensive line. All that money that you put in your offense and your playmakers and your quarterback, what does it do for you? You you run for 500 yards before you throw the ball. That's what happens. And that's exactly why I think that the offensive line in general, just in the basic public, is so undervalued because everyone talks about paying running backs, pay the receivers, pay these big-name players, but they forget that the offensive line is much more important than those skill positions because games are won in the trenches. And you that's you just saw the, one of the best offenses in the NFL that we've seen in a very long time get absolutely embarrassed because their best offensive lineman was, was out and didn't have anybody to replace them with. And that's black and white. That is why you need to have a, you need to build from the, from the trenches up. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to have, have huge playmakers and, and big names and, you know, they come down with those big plays, but it's great for the regular season. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, if you can't win in the trenches, you're, you're not going to be able to utilize those, those big players. And, and if you're looking at it from a dynasty, anybody playing dynasty and stuff, I mean, I'm not saying to put everything into that for that part of it, but think about it. If, if you got a running back, that's just not playing behind, you know, you got a big name running back, but their line is trash. You know, what kind of opportunities are going to be opened up? Like they can only, that can only do so much. Right. And, and you need to read like teams need to reallocate where they're like, that's why running backs, like it's not smart to pay big for running back when you need to invest that money into your line. And, and to create that opportunity for otherwise you're going to look what look at the Super Bowl as a prime example like that left tackle goes out and it big 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 change to how this game just trickles down I mean look at the Packers with David Bakhtiari same situation same JCP stuff. just ripped us apart and they were they were relentless on Rodgers he got sacked a ton was pressured a ton so it doesn't matter if you have Devontae Adams Aaron Jones you could even have two other like great receivers it just doesn't matter if your offense can't hold the line no. because go no, ahead Jake I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but the Chiefs were without basically three starting linemen in the Super Bowl. We mentioned so, one. Who yeah, the other? So Eric Fisher was he was out obviously. Right. Mitchell Schwartz has been out since week seven, I believe, with a back injury, and then they had a right guard who opted out of their season. He was a rookie last year, one of their top. One of their top linemen uh, last year. And you look at last season and what Damian Williams, just not a not a very good running back and what he was able to do. He was he was efficient enough to the point where you had to respect the run game and that opened up the pass game. Look what the Chiefs did this year running. Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire didn't really have any good games. He had the first one, and everyone's all over him. Oh, Hilaire! Yeah. I should have. I knew I should have drafted him four I, overall. I said it right away. I know you, Mike, yeah. can, can attest yep. to that. I believe I told Cal this right away too. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not a first round running back. Nope. But no, no one, I, no one wanted to listen to me. Guess what? I traded out of in that our dynasty that we're in. Uh, I traded out of Hilaire, and I picked up. Uh, CD Lamb with one five, and that was a and great then, move. Hey, that's, that's how I got my my dynasty too. I, I got him one three. 
And so I, we're on the same page there, baby. Like yeah. I, I, I liked him. I, the offense makes it seem like that's where I think the hype was is that, Oh my God, he's going to yeah, go to KC and be the number one running run back. And he can catch. Yep. And you know what? Uh, do you guys know, you guys heard of Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Right. Who's that? Is, uh, is, is that, is that, did he score three touchdowns? <laughs> like, like that guy, that guy's going to eat touchdowns. You got Pat Mahomes. You really think the running back's going to see like fucking three touchdown games? Right. No. Right. Sure, they'll be down there. Hi, hi, I'm Hilaire. I'm not going to score right here. Right. <laughs> That's exactly it, too. And, and I mean, yeah. So I didn't see the upside there. So I, I definitely, I got, I got offered. Uh, someone traded. I traded the one one for, or no, I'm sorry. I traded the one two and I received the one five, one eleven, and two twelve. I think it was or oh, wherever wow. I drafted. So I ended up getting CD. Oh, that guy really liked Hilaire. Yeah. yeah. My my big hits there was I traded that one so he took Hilaire basically I traded Hilaire for C D Lamb and Antonio Gibson and I can't remember who wow. I took at the two twelve I think it was I might have been Pittman uh, oh wow so like I I I loaded up on, on yeah I wish I was smart enough to uh, take my own advice at least in a, a rookie draft my in my dynasty startup last year I took. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 1-1. Ooh. But, you know... I would have taken Tay-Tay if I had to 1-1 if I had to. Yeah. Dobbins was on my radar, too, and he he didn't slide back to 1-5. I was, I was thinking someone might take C.D. Lamb, so I was prepared to possibly grab Dobbins there, too. Which yeah. would have been bad. I mean, he like I said, he looked great the first week, and it just went downhill from there. But. I mean... I guess I, I still got hope that he'll he'll come it's back. It's not like no, I'm not saying he's trash. It's just right. did he deserve to go one one? Yeah. I don't think so. There's there's a list. Any three of those guys. If I'm I'm call me crazy, but I could have been the one three staring at Hilaire, and then I'd have made the case that I need to draft Lamb or I need to right. draft. We'll uh, actually we'll actually probably talk about this here in a little bit because we have that goes along with one of our. Uh, Social media questions, but I know Cal will be with us early in, or later on this this year when we go over our rookie rankings, and oh, we'll I'm talk about that. We can even Jake and I have been talking. I don't know if you were on this podcast with us, Cal or not, but we're talking about doing just a live draft or just a mock draft or whatever, just to just get our oh, get, get our feet in the water and we awesome. talk over. Oh, I need it. I need it. Our, we were talking before the show, and I, I, I need to brush up on my rookies. Right, right. But yeah, in in retrospect, I should have just traded back. The one one. I was super high on Justin Jefferson, and that would have been a great, uh, great pick be for good. me. But yeah. you know what? You win some, you lose some. So no, and, and you learn. We're learning, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a progressive thing, and it's tough to give up the one one. And there's not always somebody that wants to buy it. Right, right. You gotta oh, have no, the right dude. buyer. I had. I, I couldn't say no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't blame you. But you know, this is my first dynasty I've I've done, and. And he's he, we're doing this dynasty at Dynasty Empire. Uh, I'm excited that you guys are in our dynasty. Just let me say that. Let's yeah. uh, raise a beer to that, gentlemen. Cheers uh, to agreed. Cheers. Agreed. Now we'll double back a little bit. Overall, when you get you and you guys are doing your your preparation for the fantasy draft, or even if you're just 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 a football a football fan in general, I recommend you just taking a look at the offensive line rankings in general, just the NFL, and to see how they do against the run in the pass because that will tell you a lot about the receivers, the quarterbacks, skill positions to target because, like Jake said earlier, you don't want to – like if you're a good running back and with behind a bad line, you're not going to be a good running back. Doing doing this, you will – Where do you cover your, your 
your fantasy leagues. I've been doing this for years. Just, just, I just do a simple Google search and do like uh, offensive line rankings. Right. You know, honestly. And if you go on the DFS side of it, I mean, that's money. If you just yeah. for DFS, you just look at the offensive versus the defensive line rankings and see how the biggest mismatches. And well, you just found your running back for the, for this for that Sunday. I've been I've been consistently in the top three in many leagues, just just researching offensive lines, and so that 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 helps you draft your quarterback, that helps you draft your running back, and then you know your wide receivers are always pretty simple to. And you know it, it helps you find that value. You know when you're looking exactly. at it, and you like just like a real football team, you got the, you get sold on those big names, and you draft them a little out like early. Right. What what Albie and and Jake here are suggesting is, it's okay. You find those trench battles and be like, wow, I I can get looks like I can get really good value here in the third. Exactly. Uh, the best part of that, people are gonna be like, what? And you're like, they don't know. And real quick before we go to the last topic, we have about eight minutes left, but. The very the biggest thing about looking at offensive lines to determine your picks in your drafts or whatnot is no one else will use that strategy in their drafts. No one's going to look at offensive line rankings to determine who they want to pick. Exactly so why be I've been killing it. Very very unique. And then when it comes to DFS, exact same situation. That's how you find your low owned players that get the multi touchdown games with a hundred yards that jump you over. 60 70 percent of your your field and that's how you get into the money so overall definitely take a look at your offensive line rankings and later on this off season we will break down exactly that but we'll quick go on to the the, the next topic of carson wentz jake a little bit of news on that uh, yeah what's what's the latest and greatest on wentz there jake? well i mean there's there's a few rumors going around and i've seen two rumors Involving There's the a bears. rumor going around and uh, <laughs> that Wentz is around. Yeah, and he's not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, come on, Bears, do it. Make another mistake. They're running so, out of draft picks. So <laughs> you're gonna, do, you're gonna be paying a premium just because he's what two years removed now from an MVP caliber season before he got hurt. So you're gonna be paying probably more than you pay for. Then you paid for uh, Stafford. The rumors I've seen, I just, I saw a proposed trade. It was a fir- two first round picks, Roquan Smith, Nick Foles, all for Carson Wentz. Jesus. And then the the other one, it was also two first round picks and Tariq Cohen for Carson Wentz. Now that one's a little more manageable, but. You gotta give up no. two first rounders for yeah. For Carson Wentz, come on. But the way the way the media made it seem like is there's a deal that's almost in place, and at any day now that Carson Wentz could be on the move. So yeah. there's a deal somewhere in place where they're probably just checking in with those teams to see what else they can get. Now, but now uh, this for the Bears at least this is definitely a last. Uh, they're they're uh, dead. They're, they're desperate. <laughs> they're desperate. Oh Matt yeah. Nagy and uh, Pace are. They're on the they're on the hot seat. If they don't make a move and they they don't start winning some games, they're gonna be fired. So I think this is a last ditch effort to try and try and make your team something. Now, unfortunately, you're getting Carson Wentz and you're losing Allen Robinson, who already said he's chasing a ring. So you know he's not coming back to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. 
So you're pretty yeah. much it's a, it's a lateral move. It's it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's just especially in that division, you really think that they're going to overtake the Packers just because they go get Wentz or even the Vikings at that point. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd rank have it a Packers Vikings offense and an upcoming defense. They they're and super young. Better coaching too. Yeah, like the, yeah. better better overall. Like if I had to bet rankings in the in in the NFC central like that the one i've seen north it's it's packers vikings and then it's a fight between the lions who got goff and then if you bring in wentz that's just this is funny yep now speaking of the vikings i'm real interested to see what they're gonna do with gary kubiak's son as their offensive coordinator is he gonna run the same offense as kubiak because if if he doesn't, I'm actually lower on Dalvin I mean, Cook. In my honest opinion, I think we spent much far too long talking about Carson Wentz because <laughs> right. just, we're talking about basically yeah. a, a bag of garbage. Let's let's actually talk about something that matters, and that's going to be uh, Chris Z. Yeah, at Drunken Angels asked us who's our who's our highest rated non QB fantasy relevant in the draft. And why? We got about five minutes, Cal. So we're gonna quick blast through this and do our closing. So, Cal, who who are you liking for your your favorite uh, rookie fantasy player? I'm going with everyone's pretty much heard of this guy, and everyone knows who he is. Uh, Devontae Smith, coming out of uh, Alabama, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner. I I think this guy is gonna be pretty darn good. I, I won't lie, I have not done a ton of research into the rookie drafts. Don't be surprised if I pivot a little ways down the line, but scratching at the surface, I mean, what's not to like about this guy? Right. I think right. one of the top uh, you know, three receivers coming off the board you know, in the draft and I I, I think this guy's got a lot of talent. Uh his questions that they they're asking about him, uh are, I guess I think he broke his finger, or he had some kind of finger yeah, injury yeah. at some he, point. He didn't play the second half of the championship game, if I'm not mistaken. But he still okay. managed to get like three. Yeah, so so I mean, yards. pending that he can he can bounce back from that. Uh, he's the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner. Like I said, he played a majority of his snaps as an outside receiver. Uh, Alabama has produced. If you, if you guys Pretty good players from, from last season, I want Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, they're also rocking. Like, there's there's this guy you'll hear us talk about later, uh, maybe in another podcast, but Waddle. I'll have a little segment. Oh, on him. Yeah. I love him. That'll be our rookie draft class for receivers when we do that. Jake, who are you thinking? Oh, sorry, Cal, what were you saying? No, no, no. I was just saying if you're looking for, for, a, for a, a safe bet, you know, in Dynasty and up and coming, uh, Devontae Smith is a, is a guy that you guys should pay attention to. Start, start looking at him and we'll see how he does in the combine. But, Jake, uh, who's your man? Oh, it's going to be Kyle Pitts. And that's solely because I think he's going to go very early. He's going to go to Cincinnati because there's going to be two, that's a good fit. Two, two tackles or just offensive linemen in general taken very early before the Bengals. And so they're not going to get their guy in the offensive line. So they're going to wait till later in the draft to address that issue. And the Bengals are known to take some uh, tight ends early in the draft. And Kyle Pitts, he's he really came on his sophomore year. He, he really crushed it. Oh, yeah, but you see how and, good a receiving tight end does in the NFL. They fare pretty the, well. The next year, his junior year, he goes off for 12 touchdowns on almost 800 yards 
He's going to kill it with Joe Burrow. That's going to be a dynamic duo. It's I and I could almost see it being as good as uh the Tom Brady Rob Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to make a real quick before you go. I'm going to make a real quick uh, per, uh bold bold prediction is I think Kyle Pitts single-handedly raised Kyle Trask's draft stock too high. Well, I don't think Kyle Trask is as good as he's being rated out because I think Kyle I think Kyle Pitts is the reason why he's getting rated how he is. He did a lot for for him, in my opinion. Kyle, what were you going to say? Oh, who is this that he? The, their quarterback, uh, Kyle Trask. Oh, I think okay. I think he helped them okay. big time as far as um, putting his name on the map. Yes, Kyle, Kyle Pitts did help. I mean, Trask of course, Tooney, Tooney as well. Was, he's a big play guy. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah, I just think if, if Jake's right about Kyle Pitts landing in Cincinnati. I that's love trouble. Kyle Pitts there. That's trouble. If he goes there, yeah, that's, that's yeah. nasty. So, that's like the oh. best ideal landing spot for him. Joe Burrow and then all yeah. the outside receivers, the talent there, like that would be money. Yes. So, obviously, our, our favorite uh, non-QB uh, rookies are going to change once we find out where they go exactly. Right. But yep. I, I have a feeling that Kyle Pitts to Cincinnati could happen, and I, I, I would love that. That would be that would be so clutch. And oh, actually, I was actually gonna pick Devontae Smith and Kyle Pitts, but <laughs> these guys both took mine. So I'm gonna actually like dig a, little, dig a little deeper and just kind of just do a a little bit of a sleeper pick. And it's gonna be a guy that's not gonna go very early in the draft, but it's gonna be a receiver out of Purdue and Rondale Moore. Oh, I love him too. He's he's a burner. He he was injured for most of the season, like not most, but I'd say probably like three quarters, maybe half, but. When he's on the field, dude, he he's he reminds me of Tyreek Hill. He has great hands. He's five nine. He's short, just like him, but he's super fast. And when he's on the field, he 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 he's even a possession receiver. He'll get you 10, 12 catches a game, and he's he's gonna be he's gonna make a good fit wherever he goes. He kind of reminds me, um, like of a Robbie Anderson type deal. Just yep. just a guy that's just gonna he can burn you, and he has great hands. He's more, but he's not like a like a. Like Devin Duvernay was supposed to be like a big play guy to speed, but he doesn't really have the possession ability yet. But I think uh, Rondell Moore is going to be a nice value pick for whoever picks him up later in the draft, and that's what I'm going to keep my eye on, and later on in my in our uh, in my dynasty leagues because he's going to be he's not going to be a seasonal receiver this year definitely, but definitely somebody to look at in dynasties is Rondell Moore. I love it. I love it. I so, like it too. And like we like we mentioned a couple times, we're gonna we're gonna have. These rookie, these rookie rankings later on this offseason as well as just our normal just our rankings in general for season-long dynasty, you name it. We're going to be doing this every single Monday, every single week until the first week of next football season. We're going to keep on rolling. So plenty more to come. But that about wraps it up, guys. You guys got anything to add at all? No, sir. I got nothing other than no. I got something. I got we. You need to follow us on Twitter oh. at the football day at football day pod. Oh, all this will be in the description. And let us get let us get a, some questions because we'll read them on the air. We'll answer them. Um, we appreciate. It. We haven't got very much, uh, very very many followers quite yet. So we're we're kind of begging you to come. Just tell check your us friends, out. Tell your family. Tell your yeah. animals. I mean, Any, look. I mean, that's, I mean, that's better than I was gonna say. I was gonna say I, I got nothing other than the fact that I hope Rondell Moore comes to Green Bay. But yeah, follow us, follow us on Twitter. I just hope that the Packers <laughs> draft a receiver. Yeah, yeah, no you know, We we need to. We really need to. And as as the as this progresses in the off season, guys. I mean, the rankings are gonna change a little bit. We got the combine that's gonna be coming down the road. 
Uh, and then finding out where these guys get placed changes dramatically because that's yep. how, how teams are going to utilize them. And yep. it's looking at things like that that's going to make your dynasty leagues, your fantasy football leagues, you can make smarter pl- plays against your opposition and become a shark. So follow these guys on Twitter. I'm telling you, these guys are the real deal. Um, and the, let's make it happen. Tell your friends, tell your family. The best part is we do this every single week. So we'll be. it's not oh, like yeah. you're going to be gone for a month. We're going to update you every single week what we're, we're going at. So – that's it, everyone. We'll see you next week. Right. Cheers, brothers. Bye, guys. Cheers. I'm late.